Welcome to this week's episode of the Legacy Lowdown. I'm your host, Tyler Watkins of Legacy Insurance Group. And I'm co-host, Lindsay Bowman of The Polish Agency. We're excited to be recording new episodes each week in the Polish Podcast Studio in downtown Jonesboro. Each week, we'll interview a new guest, and you can listen in as they explain in their own words how they are making a positive impact in Northeast Arkansas. Disasters, accidents, mishaps, and mayhem, they happen. Hi, I'm Barbara, an agent with Legacy Insurance Group with your weekly insurance tip. Did you know you should review your coverage from time to time with a knowledgeable agent to make sure your coverage is adequate? If you need a knowledgeable agent, look us up on LegacyInsuranceAR.com or find us on social media to request a quote. Hey, Lindsay. What's up, Tyler? Guess where I went yesterday. I'm going to guess flying somewhere. Well, I did, but it that you know that was the journey, the destination. <laughs> oh, okay. The destination was uh, the Professional Insurance Agents of Arkansas Conference. That, that sounds, sounds super exciting, fun. right? Yeah. So we've got a lot of like CE type stuff, but one thing they had was a podcaster panel, and that made me think because one of the questions one of the podcasters said they always start their show with is, "What is your walk up song?" Like you know what a walk up song is. Like the thing the basketball team runs out to? Basketball. I think, I, I think of baseball. Like you're about, come, you know, and now coming up to bat, Tyler Watkins, you know, mm-hmm. and they play a song. Do you, what would your song be? I don't know. You can't put me on the spot like that. Can you know I think what? about it like, and report back? Well, I'll tell you what my song is. Okay. Something Morgan Wallen probably. <laughs> Not for a walk-up song. <laughs> okay. But it's, it's so obvious. It's Danger Zone from Top Gun. Oh, my God. You know God. what I mean? Like, so <laughs> It all ties back to airplanes It every always time. does. Yeah. But, you know, so that's my walk-up song. That's what gets me pumped up. What, what about you? I don't know. You don't have a song. I mean, the song that, like, makes me get up and dance every every time is, like, Apple Bottom Jeans. Oh, God. You know? That's now your walk-up song. <laughs> In fact, if I'm going to download it. It's going to be your ringtone after okay. the podcast today. No, my phone stays on vibrate. So are you ready for one of my stories again? No. Okay. Well, I'll make it fast. I never want to You're going to have to listen to it anyways. Okay, let's hear it. So back in the day, okay, I met this gentleman. It, it was an older gentleman. And um, anyways, I'm always intrigued about how people get to where they are and where they came from and all this stuff. And he starts telling me that he is, uh, when he was young, he started out as a farm manager. Okay. And... Um, I said, okay, so you, how long? You're obviously not a farm manager now. He was a really successful businessman in town or whatever. I said, how'd you get there? And he, he starts telling me the whole story. He said, well, I was a farm manager for this farm family called the Ritters in Mark Tree. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. I said, how did, like, we got Ritter Farms, we got Ritter Internet. I don't see the correlation. And he was explaining to me that the Ritters were very successful at farming. And so what they did was the city of Marktree needed a telephone system. And they were one of the only people that could finance a project that big. And so next thing you know, they're in agriculture. And okay. now they're they're doing phone systems. So, and then, of course, obviously that evolved into telecom, into internet and things like that. 
And you're probably wondering, why are you telling me this story? It's Tyler? actually a relevant story for once. It's relevant. That's <laughs> why I'm telling you this story. So why don't you go ahead and introduce our next guest? I'd be happy to. We have with us today Jessica Odom from Rot Fiber by Ritter Communications, but more importantly, a fellow Westside Warrior, class of 2003. Go hey, guys. Go Warriors. <laughs> So, hey, Jessica. So, Jessica, tell us, you're from Westside. So, did you go to school at ASU? Where did you, how did you get into, make your way from Westside all the way to Rat Fiber? It was a long and interesting path. So, I did graduate from Westside. Um, kind of a little bit of backstory. My dad was transferred with his job my senior year. And so, um, whenever him and my mom moved after I graduated, I set out to pursue a psychology degree at A-State. Um, after a little under two years in school, I thought I should probably join the workforce full-time. So I did not complete that degree because I really didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. And uh, I, through several years, tried on lots of different jobs. I worked at a flower shop. I worked at the jail. I worked at a... Um, uh, summer camp. I did a lot of different things. Um, but I would say that my, uh, I finally found my stride whenever I took a job with actually your sister yeah. at StarTech. <laughs> and um, I had some really great mentors that developed me and, and gave me a lot of feedback and I pursued a training career. And so I did that for um, probably about 10 years and ended up working for Hytrol in the training capacity. Mm -hmm. Love that company, love everything that they do, um, but wanted to do just a little bit more. And so actually a, um, a past coworker reached out to me. He was working at Ritter at the time, and he said, there's a training role open here, and uh, the culture is awesome, the people are awesome, and I think that you would really like it here. So I ended up joining the Ritter communications team in... 2018, I believe, and um, in the training capacity. And um, about the beginning of COVID, well, let me back up a little bit. Whenever I was at, at Ritter at the beginning, I sat right next to the marketing team. They were such a fun group. They were always working on something different, which was very helpful for my ADHD, mm -hmm. uh, always changing projects. So when an opening came on their team, I applied for it and was able to take that job. Um, it's interesting because the training world and the marketing world are very similar. It's just your audience is a little bit different. So you're crafting a message. You're trying to be strategic about how the person will receive that message. Um, you've got to cater to different audiences, but in training, your audience is internal. And with marketing, it's usually external. So that's how I landed my role at Ritter Communications. Um, like you mentioned, we did begin in 1906. Actually, a little bit before farming, we were an ice company. See, so, that was one I didn't know about. An ice company uh, on the river there. We helped people who uh, were trading furs move fur up and down the river. Um, so then uh, Mr. Ritter did establish a uh, general store. His employees, um, the the farming and agriculture community really grew. And then, like you mentioned, they mentioned they uh, had a need for a telecommunication system. So in that day, it looked quite a bit different than it does today. It's very fast moving now. Um, but there is a really cool photo of Mr. Ritter holding a phone in his car, and it was an actual, like, car phone. So Aww. that's a fun, fun little tidbit. What year did you say you started at Ritter? 2018. So just in that span of time, I guess a lot has changed um, oh, yeah. in, in the last five years. In so. the last five years, I would say um, with Rat Fiber specifically, COVID really shined a huge light on the gaps for telecom in Arkansas. Um, so 
At the beginning of COVID, our senior executive team, um, we kind of shifted our strategy from growing our business services. So we have business services for business all across Arkansas, Tennessee, Texas, um, Missouri. We shifted that focus away, not away from, but just redirected a lot of attention to more residential. Mm -hmm. We saw that there were a lot of underserved communities that didn't have access to telemedicine, um, in-home schooling, remote work, all things that had to happen Mm -hmm. in 2020. So whenever we evaluated that need, Um, Also, about that time, Governor Asa Hutchinson was super gracious to kick in the Arkansas Rural Connectivity Grants. And so I think at this point, we've been awarded about $67 million in grant money alongside alongside some self-funded projects to expand our fiber network across Arkansas. Especially in the rural areas, correct? Yeah, rural areas, um, Stuttgart, Augusta, Brinkley, those are just a couple of them. Uh, We've got several projects that are ongoing right now, but ultimately we are allowing those communities to have a future-proof technology or access to a future-proof technology that as um, in-home projects continue to be demanded or really if you think about your homes right now, all of the things that connect to your Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. um, here in a few years mm-hmm. you're going to have five kids, three girls uh, on laptops doing um, school You'll probably have an influencer in your house. People are going to be yeah, streaming. Yeah, pretty much already do. <laughs> yeah, right. So um, that demand for um, that gigabit speed mm-hmm. is just going to continue to increase. And then all of our streaming videos coming through that way now instead of like the old cable system that Ritter had also, right? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of our, um, I would even say like our competitors have the cable technology or what they We'll call fiber, and sometimes that's fiber to a certain point, but not directly to your house. So if you think about cable, um, if you took aluminum foil and kind of twisted it up and sent electricity to it, that's essentially what you're getting with a cable connection. Uh, a fiber connection is with light. So you are getting to data at the speed of light. And um, the analogy that we like to use in the office is if you go to Atlanta and you take one of the major highways and drop that down to two lanes in like five o'clock traffic, what sort of speed you're going to get. Fiber is opening that up to a 10 lane road and then the up and down will be able to go much faster. What a great analogy and visual for me. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, because I think that would be the first question people would have is, you know, what's the difference? What, yeah. how, does, how does fiber make it better? And well, I, and it all feels so over, I think, our head, like just generally understanding even like how the Internet and things like that work. Um, so, yeah, that's a great analogy. Thanks that's, for sharing that. Yeah, one of the things that we get um, quite a bit, uh, an advantage of fiber over traditional cable. Um, so with cable, you are able, if you had a bad actor, he would, he or she, sometimes she bad actors, would be able to splice into that and maybe take some of your services and in, in some cases maybe take some of your information with fiber because it is glass wrapped in plastic. If there's any sort of break or stop in that connection, you're going to know immediately. And um, so it's a much more secure connection and way to distribute information. So, and obviously those breaks do happen with construction and things like that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it, once the line's broken, the the fibers are so small, they put them together, back together with magnifying glasses, like under, like almost like under a microscope, put them back together. Yeah. So the fiber splicing machine, it looks like an old school tape recorder, but it has a huge magnifying glass on it and you put the product underneath it and you do, you just kind of, this is a very non-technical term for what it is, but you just kind of weld it back together. <laughs> it's a West Side term yeah. for you. Um, there are people that are way more knowledgeable about that than I am. But um, one thing about that is 
and we like to brag about our systems is we use redundant paths. So if I have a line connected to Lindsay. I'm also in the background going to have a line connected to you that connects to whatever she connects to so that if our path is broken, that there's another way for that data to travel. Wow. That's impressive because like you said, you know, in the beginning stages of the internet, people were a little more tolerant of say an outage for a few hours or whatever. But now that everybody's working on the internet and that's yes. their entertainment, their job, it's, it's everything, home security, you know, it's a lot more important, the reliability of the... Yeah, the re- reliability is very important. Um, you know, we still have regular infrastructure that is susceptible to damage. Um, A few weeks ago in one of our markets, a city um, truck moved into one of our poles and it tore down a complete line of fiber causing a huge outage. And it was down for quite a bit because it was one of the major pieces of infrastructure. So we had people who um, were very upset. You know, they're trying to conduct, this was business and some residential impact. We had people that were trying to conduct all of their regular business. And it's hard to wrap your mind around like this one small thing could impact so many people. Um, But one thing that we were really happy to kind of promote is that when those people call us to either ask if there's an outage or see what's going on, anybody that they call is going to be in Jonesboro, Arkansas or Millington, Tennessee. So they're going to talk to somebody who um, they likely go to church with, Mm -hmm. who their kids go to school with. And that makes those conversations a lot easier Mm -hmm. because you have somebody who's local who understands the impact that it is having on your business. And so uh, you kind of touched on this earlier. What's the service area for Ritter uh, that is serviced out of Jonesboro, Millington? So our Ritter Business Services scale across Arkansas, um, a little bit of Texas, Tennessee, and Missouri, but Ritter, uh, I'm sorry, Rat Fiber by Ritter Communications is strictly in Arkansas right now, and that map is growing so rapidly, I would not be able to, to say. Well, for local, like I remember it, like we used to live out in Bono near where my parents lived, you know, and... um we our option for cable was Ritter and for internet was Ritter. Um, and then we moved into the city and it's like, okay, yeah, you can get Ritter if you're business for your internet, but at that time you couldn't get Ritter for internet. You could only get right. either AT and T or Suddenlink, I think. Right. So now you're saying you guys offer residential in the city of Jonesboro or Yeah, so um, we were able to partner with the city of Jonesboro. We made that announcement, I guess it was last fall. Um, The city selected us as their chosen partner to provide gigabit speeds to residents of Jonesboro. So we're about one year into a three-year project. I think it's about a $12 million investment we're making into the city to provide those speeds. And we are so excited to be able to finally have our headquarters here and be able to serve residential customers here. Without, you know, throwing anybody, anybody under the bus, I've, if you watch social media from time to time, the like current, suddenly. yeah, the <laughs> I'll current, do it. a lot of people are not happy with the current offering and being able, like you said, to talk to somebody that's here that you know is, mm-hmm. I think is, is huge. Well, and even that'll just answer the phone, yeah. period, like, yeah. Yeah, and a benefit that we have is you can send us a Facebook message, a Twitter message. I mean, we have a lot of different routes for people to contact us that some of our competitors just aren't able to offer because so, we are that hometown so company. What, give me something that I could Facebook message you for. Like, is that for anything? Like, You could Facebook message me to see what channel the Cardinals are playing No on. way. You can, yeah. Like, um, is that answered by a person or a bot? Be honest. That's a, so we'll have an auto response just to let you know that we received your message, but we have a whole 
whole team of people who are watching those inboxes. That's and a so freaking a person job. I'm, will... doing, I'm doing this later today. No. <laughs> See, this is the thing. I just had this conversation with someone this morning. There's so many people that go to Facebook Messenger that are like lazy. And it's like, just look like if you go over one little column, you can see the hours. Like you don't have to message me and ask me the hours. You know, we have I'm, a lot. I'm, of, I'm still testing it. No, today. I'm going to check it At out. At least ask something that's like. A I'm going to take that Not one. That if our team it. is listening to this one, I'm going to take that message. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. That's huge, though. Like I said, you know. Um, People still want relationships with the people they do business with. I think they want them in a different way, you yeah. know, and having that availability of, of social media and messenger, Instagram, whatever. I think that I think that's key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And kind of touching on relationships, one of the key, um, I guess you would say the secret sauce that we have found to our success is being a good community partner. And so w- the coolest thing about my job is that I get to go and help make donations on behalf of the company to all of these different entities uh, across that service area that I mentioned. Um, we're involved with about 65 chambers of commerce. So being able, I'm going to Covington chamber, a chamber event tonight. So being able to meet all of these different people and be recognized as a fantastic community partner because of the, the donations or the volunteering, our company provides every employee with eight hours of community service PTO each year. Um, And so people utilize that. And so we're giving our time, we're giving our funds and we are truly a community partner. Sounds like there's a lot of different ones, but is just if you don't mind sharing, what's maybe one or two charities in Jonesboro that you guys have been able to make a donation to or something like that that you just know off the top of your head? Um, so one of the most um, recent ones is we are um, in, let's see here, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. We have um, made a, a long-term commitment to the St. Bernard's NICU Foundation or St. Bernard's NICU for uh, some isolates that they use for their babies. So essentially, the, the I guess it's a stretcher that their babies are transported on. Previously, they didn't have the use of that equipment, and so it made it much more difficult to get the babies where they needed to be um, to be taken care of. You think about these rural communities getting an ambulance out there and getting the equipment that they need to get the baby to the care. Um, so we were a huge supporter in their procurement of that Equipment. Cool. With uh, having some friends that have uh, been customers or patients of the NICU, I know that um, everything like that is very much appreciated. Um, it's it's much easier on a parent if their kid can be cared for here in Northeast Arkansas versus Absolutely. having to go down to Arkansas Children's or Bonner or somewhere like that. Yeah. Not a charity, but you have some stuff going on with Huntington Square. Like I know y'all are helping provide internet for that area. Yeah, we love Matt and Heather. Yeah. Um, so we provide... Uh, free access, free Wi-Fi access mm-hmm. across their campus. In fact, I just had a conversation with Matt this morning, and um, we love to sponsor some of their signage. And then I think we're hoping to get a couple of bago boards out there awesome. this year. Fun! I knew, I knew that he told me that you guys were working on you know some partnerships. Yeah, stuff. so that's really it. cool. I mean, just having. Like that's an advertising, I guess, venue for you guys too, right. but a community partnership as well. Right, so. absolutely. That's cool. So before we wrap up here in just a second, yeah, and you got the rapid fire ready? Have it ready. Um, sort of. As we move forward, I know we're talking about, is there anything on the horizon? <laughs> Gigabit speed seems like a lot now, but, you know, when I used to log on to the internet, I was on dial-up, like 5.6 kilobytes per second. Yeah. So how does Ritter balance, you know, what the need is right now with what the the 
need maybe 10 years, 20 years down the road? Are the people thinking about that or is that just? Absolutely. So our business services, we have up to 100 gig capability right now. So if you think about the fiber um, lines that run across the state, we already know, I mean, you already know, we, we can do up to 100 gig. So if you think about that, we are ready for whatever the future has to hold because I think our um, with right fiber right now, our highest speed is one gig for residential um, customers. So when our residential customers have a demand for those higher ones, our innovative team will spring to action and make that available for them. So this isn't being built for today. This is being built for 10, 20 years from now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay, rapid fire time. I you already, you already, as I was going to say, you already kind of know what's coming because she shared with us that she has listened to the podcast many times. Um, okay, coffee or Red Bull? Coffee. Red Wolves or Razorbacks? So I've gotten education from both institutions. Okay. They're fantastic, and I'm not a sports gal. Well, so if you if you went there, you hey, don't feel I bad about it. I just hope both teams yeah. have fun. <laughs> oh, no, I hate that answer. <laughs> uh, call or text? Text. Coke or Pepsi? Um, Coke. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Night in or night out? Night in. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Lake or river? Let's go lake. Spotify or Pandora? Apple Music. There you go. Should I add that? I mean, it's it's obviously a valid People do say answer, it kind yeah. of a lot. Um, country or pop? Uh, pop. Okay, and a new question just for you um, that I think we're going to add to the lineup from now on. What is your favorite restaurant? Um, I would say... Does it have to be in Jonesboro? <laughs> no. It doesn't have to be. I say that, and I don't even have a non-Jonesboro restaurant in okay. my mind. So <laughs> I would just say um, the 501. Okay. Oh, I can get down with that. That sounds good. What do you get when you go there? The Hawaiian ribeye. Oh, Every so time. So good. Andrew's nodding his head yes. He's like, that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, I appreciate you coming on today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. So fun. This has been the Legacy Lowdown with Jessica Odom. Interested in recording your own podcast? Check out the Polish Podcast Studio in downtown Jonesboro. We have affordable hourly rates available. You can come in at your convenience, record for as long as you'd like, and use our top-of-the-line equipment. To learn more, go visit us online at thepolishagency.com. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Legacy Lowdown. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. New episodes will be released each Wednesday. If you have a suggestion for a guest, visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Legacy Lowdown Podcast.